This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Monday, August 8th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew DeWaskin. Matt, how are you doing? Uh, I have Olympic fever, Dylan. Can't you hear it in my voice? Do you? Have you been watching it all? Actually, I've been watching a lot, yeah. Is it good? Um, some of it, yeah. I, the, you know, the, the soccer, you know, we, we got to watch Korea play twice, which was kind of cool. Oh, cool. Um, I, I've been bumping into, like, you know, some random sports that are, that are kind of neat. Uh, women's mm-hmm. rugby. Yeah. Gnarly, like, right? It's like, you know, Brienne of Tarth playing, you know, padless football. Oh, yeah. And they're just whooping on each other. It's scary stuff. Like, the... the, the the size of these women is impressive. Like they're they're they kick both of our butts. Oh I'm sure. It, it, like there was this one chick. I swear her her like legs were like the size of my body. Yeah. No, they're uh, the best in the world. That's pretty impressive. I have not watched a second of the Olympics. I don't have TV, and I don't care enough to find it online. Um, which I'm sure I could. Our big news: we're recording Sunday evening, but Ichiro Suzuki tripled for his three thousandth hit. Congratulations. We, I feel like it's we just talked about this a month or two ago when he, you know, combined or, or you know, uh, any new takes on Ichiro having 3,000 hits? Great hitter. You know, hitter. Happy, happy to see him do it. There isn't a person that likes baseball that doesn't like Ichiro, I feel like. I can't imagine, you know. When... Like, what's the Mariners' biggest rival? Is it like the Angels or something weak like that? Like, they don't have any big rivals, so there was no team to, like, hate him, you know? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, um, you want to talk about A-Rod? I do. That was, that's more interesting to me. Like, it's not as big a news. <laughs> well, it's not as big a news, but it's more interesting. I think it's, but, I think it's arguably bigger. And there's more to talk about, I feel like. A-Rod uh, announced that he's being switched into a... He's quasi-retiring, right? No, he's retired. Like, he's being forced into retirement. This is what this is. He's being forced into retirement, but if he came forward and said, I retire, he has to give the money back. And he's, like, signed through next season. So the Yankees are switching him to a different role on the team where he's still going to get that paycheck they owe him. That's the difference. You know, it's pretty rare that guys voluntarily retire before the contract's up because you don't get that money anymore. So that's what's going on. The Yankees were probably like, hey, we're going to cut you, but we're going to have to pay you anyway. Do you just want to be a coach? Which I think he'll be great at. So... Yeah, quasi forced into retirement, basically. Honestly, but I don't, I don't think he's going to do very much coaching. I think he's just going to get paychecks. I mean, we never really know what goes on with those like consultant roles, you know? That's when teams point. hire like their famous players or old players to be consultants, it's so behind the scenes. I don't know. I think it could be a lot. I think it could be very little. I, you know, I don't really know. But I, I, I just, I don't think I've ever heard him, you know, really say anything interesting that wasn't about himself oh really don't he did playoff coverage a year or two ago and it was oh, so good, good. Really? uh okay and every report i've ever heard is that he is very very smart when it comes to baseball obviously i mean it's kind of a dingus i understand that but he's supposed to be like brilliant baseball wise uh I, again, I don't know how the Yankees are going to use them, but I think there's definitely a baseball mind there to be used a lot, and that's super interesting. So, I don't know. There's definitely so much ego and so much drama going on around it that I think that got clouded that, you know, one of the best baseball players you and I will ever see, you know, and also very, very smart. And admittedly kind of a dingus. So, uh, A flawed human being in a lot of ways. So Yeah, 
yeah, but yeah. incredibly talented. I don't know. I've never had a a celebrity, you know, athlete, whatever, have my opinion turned so far. Because he was, you know, five, ten years ago, easily my least favorite player in baseball. It was easy to hate A-Rod and hate the Yankees. And in the last couple of years, with all this, you know, drama and, and steroid stuff and the MLB witch hunt, like... I don't know how, but all of a sudden I'm like rooting for A-Rod and I, I really enjoy him. Like a lot of people felt the hate went too far and it came around. I'm to me, it was kind of weird to be like, I'm pro A-Rod. This is weird. What's going on? Honestly, but, I've been playing fantasy baseball so long that I've kind of turned into a sports atheist, except when it comes to my, my White Sox. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I understand that. I, I'm mostly that way too. I like, yeah. I like weird stuff. You like Ichiro. You like crazy shenanigans like, you know, Cespedes and stuff. Uh, I don't know, but but I, I'm with you there. I, I understand. Um, all right. Well, we're going to look at DFS picks for Monday, the 8th. We got a, a medium-sized slate here. looks like nine games, so plenty to pick from. I found it a little pitching light. Did you? I can't, I can't go that. Uh, pitching light? There are options, but not a ton. I don't, we'll I get, get there. We'll, we'll get there. I, um, all right, let's start at catcher. We always start at catcher. Matt, who are you looking at there? Catcher. I'm starting with Jason Castro versus Tyler Duffy. Yep, yep. And you've pointed this out. Tyler Duffy has struggled more with righties than lefties, but Correct. you just feel like he's so bad it doesn't matter. Pretty much, yeah. He's not. He's. I think got an OPS over 900 against right-handed hitters. Yeah. But his OPS against lefties isn't much better. It's like yeah. you know, like I think maybe like you know, 750, 800 somewhere around there. I can't remember. Yeah. Also been bad. So anyway, not a good pitcher. No, uh, Jason Castro should do fine. The Twins bullpen is not good either. So yeah, green light there. I think we'll be picking some uh, Astros. Who else you got? Yeah, Yeti and Molina versus Cody Reed. Okay, is this such a righty on lefty picking on the Reds thing for you? Pretty much. Setting Reed has been just so awful. Yeah, Yadier has been better. You know, still not great, but better than his his first half. So no, this is, yeah, he's he honestly he, I, I would assume at this point he's one of the cheaper options available. Yeah, uh, yeah, he he's back to being an option. Don't love it, but totally viable for sure, especially at catcher. I think most people are are viable there. Um, yeah, who else do you like? Yeah, Money Grandal versus Zach Eflin. Yeah, I think we'll be picking on Zach Eflin. I'm totally yeah, fine. I know with that. we are because the Dodgers are so left-handed. And he is atrocious against lefties. Yeah. Yep. And lastly, I don't. He's probably not going to get the start, but I wrote him down anyway, just kind of because. And it's Jared Saltomakia versus Sasaki Wakuma. Say okay. that six times fast. Yeah, good luck. Oh, what do you like about that? Um, It's lefty and righty. Uh, Kuma has not been, you know, great against either side this year, but Salty has actually been really, really solid against right handed right pitching. Okay. Yeah, I like that. If he gets in, uh, that'll be good. Um, I have a. Uh, do you like. So what are you going to do with this Tyler Anderson starting in Coors thing? Because Tyler Anderson's been pretty good, especially away from Coors, but not at home. Are you picking any Rangers? Like, you thinking about Jonathan Lucroy going there, or not really? I would not go with Lucroy against Anderson. Okay. Are you, are you picking any other Rangers? or is it, To me, it feels like a weird stay away, almost. It, it, it does feel like a weird stay away. No, first off, you know, Lucroy's a righty who, who matches righties, and yeah. Anderson's a lefty. So, no, to me, me Lucroy's not an option there. Okay. Um, I like the flip side of it, though. I like uh, Nick Hundley getting Cole Hamels. It's in Coors. Uh, Hamels is a good pitcher, but he's homer-prone. And yeah. Hundley has hit uh, lefties better. Usually in the past, he's hit righties. Uh, but now he's taken advantage of his platoon advantage. has been better there. So uh, we like Nick Hundley in Coors. And I think 
I would even take him against Hamels. Um, uh, I had two more names. One, Matt Wieters gets Kendall Graveman. It's just picking on Kendall Graveman being not great. Okay. Uh, and then, um, so looking at the ESPN schedule right now, they have an undecided for the Dodgers. But if you go to Dodgers.com and look at their uh, probable starters, they have Julio Urias starting. And if that's true, I like these Phillies that can hit lefties a little bit. And that would include Cameron Rupp. If Julio Urias starts for the Dodgers, do you like Cameron Rupp there? You can talk me into it, yeah. Yeah, uh, him getting a lefty. That, that transitions, segues right into the first base thing. Uh, if the Dodgers are starting a lefty and Julio Urias, I will take Tommy Joseph getting a lefty there, too. Do you like that? I do. I, I'm a, yeah. I'm a big fan of Tommy Joseph, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's doing his job. He's doing well. Um, who else do you like at first base? Well, I, I, I thought with, with your segue you, you were going to mention uh, Victor Martinez versus Sashi Wakuma, because that's how we always segue into first base. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes he's catcher and sometimes he's first base. Wherever right. he fits, though, it's going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree. Other than Victor Martinez versus Sashi Wakuma, I'm going to go mm-hmm. with uh, Twins guys versus Colin McHugh. That's Kenny Vargas and Joe Maurer. Okay. Joe Maurer has been absolutely on fire. He's been real good quietly because he's always kind of quiet uh, because he doesn't hit for much power, so it's hard to notice. But always been an on-base machine, but just lately has been on a, a really crazy stretch. I think he – I'm not sure if he has a hit streak going, but um, he had a 368 on base in July, which is pretty darn good. And so far in August, 633, slugging 1,000. He's just off to a real hot start uh, in August, and that's only with one home run, but just hit machine. Been crazy. So uh, if you believe in that, I don't know. We, we kind of believe in Joe Maurer as a high floor guy anyway, so uh, I like that a lot. Well, speaking of high floor, yes, Joey Votto versus Mike Wawaka. Also quietly been, like, amazing. They're kind of similar in that way, where they're not going to have two home run games or, like, five RBI games that make your, like, eyes pop out. But then you like string them all together, and you're like, "Oh my goodness, he's been on basing 400 for the last month and a half or something." Uh, and also, they start slow enough that like the season stats kind of hide it. But uh, Joy Votto's turned into like amazing Joy Votto again, so I'm into that. So, okay, fair enough. Uh, Freddie Freeman versus Kyle Davies. I'm fine with it. That's Sorry, about Zach the. Davies. I, I apologize. Yes, Zach Davies. Kyle Davies is the the awful pitcher that went to Korea. Zach Davies yeah. is the confident starter in Milwaukee. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm fine with that. It's hard for me to find any support that I like in the Braves lineup, but I'm fine with that. Agreed. Lastly, I have Edwin Encarnacion versus Jake Odorizzi. I like that. Uh, Odorizzi's interesting. He struggled with righties this year, and Edwin likes to hit righties, but yeah. he also has three straight scoreless starts. I don't know. We'll get to it, we'll get to it when we get to pitchers. I definitely pick some Blue Jays against him, especially right-handers, but uh, this might be a bad start for him, but he's been good. He's been good lately, so I'm at least you know, tempted. Do you remember which teams he's had those three scoreless starts against? Uh, no, but I can look. Do you do you know right there? I'm, I'm pulling it up as literally as we speak. He got Kansas City at home, went okay. six scoreless. Awful he got offense. Yankees at home, went six and two-thirds scoreless. Okay, awful he offense. went to Oakland and threw eight scoreless. Okay, awful offense. Um, before that, at home against Baltimore, six innings, two runs. That's not bad. Yeah. I don't know, the control numbers look good, too. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know. I think he's turning it around to, because he had such a bad first half, too. He's turned around to be viable, you know, not studly. But anyway, I, I'm with you. I'll take Edwin against him for sure. So many fly balls, though. 
It, it, it's all those fly balls. The thing with those is they're much more volatile and they're much more likely to be outs. But when they aren't outs, they hurt more. They go for extra bases more. So if they stay in the park, you're in business. You know, there, there's a lot more of a range of uh, things that can go on there. So I don't know. I, I I'm interested in Edwin maybe hitting one out though. Any other first baseman for you? Uh, Baltimore guys versus Kendall Graveman. Sure. Yeah, if you want to go Chris Davis or uh, Pedro Alvarez, it's fine. Yeah. You could hunt a homer there. The only other one I had is Miguel Cabrera getting Hisashi Iwakuma, which isn't that exciting either. No. Um, so, uh, Okay, how about second base? Who are you looking at? Second base, I'm starting with Devin Travis versus Odorizzi. Mm-hmm, because he struggled with righties. There's more Blue Jays there, so, yeah. Uh, Jose Altuve versus Tyler Duffy. Yep, I'm fine with that. Again, he's he's actually been bad against righties, so that that works out well. And also, Altuve is fantastic. Yes, he is. Uh, DJ Lemayhu versus Cole Hamels. Uh, yep, I like that. I like the righties against Hamels. And lastly, Jace Peterson versus Kyle Davies. Pardon my train. Uh, you you trust Jace Peterson that much to take him there? So lefty, lefty and righty. Davies kind of cruising lefties. A little bit. Yeah, I can see that. That's the, the cheap second base option. I think that's fine. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, how about Ian Kinsler getting Hisashi Iwakuma? Would you consider that? I'd consider it. I don't love it. No? Just... I'm... I... He doesn't have crazy splits, so it's hard to take advantage. There's not yeah. a lot of Tigers I like. But yeah. I also don't... I also could see the Tigers scoring on him, so I like the leadoff guy there. I'd consider it. I'm fine with it. Um, only other name I had is Jonathan Scope getting Kendall Graveman, too. I, I was just about to say him. Yeah, I, I could see that making sense. On, on, on... Yeah. Any other second baseman for you? No, that's it. Okay, on to third base. What are you thinking? Third base, starting with Josh Donaldson versus Jake Odorizzi. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a there's a boomer bust Blue Jays stack here. Uh, assuming he's healthy, uh, Matt Carpenter versus Cody Reed. Uh, yeah, if he's in there, I mean, that's lefty on lefty, but I don't really care, just because Matt matter. Carpenter's that. It really doesn't. Yeah. Uh, Nolan Arenado versus Cole Hamels? Yes. Yes, that's the righty, and that's, uh, in cores, I'm, I'm into that. And I wrote down A's third baseman versus, uh, Kevin Gausman. We've okay. got Danny Valencia and Ryan Healy, both are right. Yeah, Ryan Healy. Ryan Healy's showing pop. Um, they've been playing Valencia in the outfield a lot, so... But wherever he plays, whether it's outfield or third base, I'm into that. like him there. Okay. Yeah, because Gosman struggled with right-handers so much this year. Yes, so. he has. Pretty rough. Yep. Um, I wrote Evan Longoria getting R.A. Dickey in Toronto. Are you thinking about that at all? It's pretty I'd whatever. Rather, I'd rather have lefties against uh, against Dickey than righties, but I'm fine with it. Okay. The only other one I had is uh, Jed Jerko has been playing at third base a lot, and he gets a lefty in Cody Reed, and I love Jed Jerko getting a lefty. There's, there's mm-hmm. pop there. So, okay. How about a shortstop? I had five names. How'd you do? And four. All right. Did you have Brad Miller getting Ari Dickey? Of course. Did you have Jonathan VR getting Rob Whalen? The whale? Yes. Yeah. You'll take VR. Might be a third baseman. Might be a shortstop. Like him anywhere. You have Carlos Correa getting Colin McHugh. I did. Yes. How about Marcus Semyon getting Kevin Gosman? Righty on righty. That one I didn't have. Yeah. That's that's right-handed. A weakness for Gosman, so I'm thinking about Semyon, thinking about some of those uh, those A's. Uh, is Troy Tulowitzki your last one? No. Okay, Troy Tulowitzki. Also, if you want another Blue Jays righty against Odorizzi, it's uh, it's possible. It's a place you can go. Who's the other shortstop you had? Corey Seager versus Zach Eflin. 
Okay. Yeah, absolutely. There's no reason not to go there as well. I also feel like we have to mention Manny Machado. <laughs> Manny Machado, three-homer game on Sunday. Uh, uh, three home runs in three innings. Yeah, and and then slacked the rest of the game, basically. <laughs> Just had, no, I'm good. I'm good for the day. I hit my quota. I don't need to do anything. Uh, yeah. Uh, did you catch any of that game? No, I didn't. Was it nuts? You, you should have, first off, surprisingly full stadium for the White Sox yeah. in August. And second, uh, surpri- like, unsurprisingly loud, let's uh, just say, as James Shields was walking off the, off the field, they were unsurprisingly loud. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. James Shields reverted back to June James Shields because he'd gotten it together kind of for a while. You know, was looking, getting some quality starts and stuff, and not on Sunday. No, it, it went bad, huh? It, it did not go well for Mr. Shields. No. Um, kind of terrified he's going to be the opening day starter next year. No. <laughs> oh, that would be... Yeah, I uh, hope not. Not for you. Um, okay, and then how'd you do in the outfield, Matt? I got options. Yeah. I, I don't... There wasn't a ton, but there's enough. Um, do you like Jose Bautista getting Jake Rizzi? I do. Yeah, it's a right-hander against them, looking for that weakness again. How about your boy Max Kepler getting Colin McHugh? Got that. Also have Miguel Sano versus McHugh. Yeah, also had himself a day on Sunday. Um, how about George Springer getting Tyler Duffy? Do it. Got it. Yeah, righty on righty, and that, that's a, a good matchup there. Um, I took Adam Duvall getting Michael Waka. I don't love it. There's not huge weaknesses for Waka other than he's not great. But that guy, you know, can run into one, so... Um, the flip side is much more exciting. It's the Cardinals righties, Stephen Piscotty and Matt Holliday getting Cody Reed. Do you like that? Very much, yes. All over, especially Piscotty. Um, I have Chris with a K Davis getting Kevin Gosman, righty on righty. Love it. Yeah. Your boy Hyun Soo Kim getting Kendall Graveman. Fan of it. Enjoy it. And then Dodgers outfielders Josh Reddick and Jock Peterson getting Zach Eflin. Mm-hmm. And I guess you can go Phillies right-handed outfielder Aaron Althair getting Julio Urias. I guess. Yeah, yeah you yeah. can do that. Uh, who'd you have in the outfield I didn't mention? I'd like to mention Ryan Braun versus Rob Whalen. Okay. What do you like about that? Uh, it's righty on righty, but believe it or not, the, the whale is not the greatest pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's veteran hitter versus guy making his second start. Yeah. I, I'm totally fine with that. I think Ryan Braun will be fine. Yeah, Brown, he also mashes righties, so mm-hmm. that could do it as well. And lastly, I have uh, Ray's lefties versus R.A. Dickey. Okay. That's R.C. and Dickerson mostly? Uh, Corey Dickerson, R.C. and Nick Franklin, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, let's get into these pitchers. So as much as we picked against him, he does have three straight scoreless starts. Are you going to consider Jake Odorizzi going to Toronto, or is it just too no. bad of a matchup? Too bad of a matchup, not for a second. Okay. Johnny Cueto goes to Miami. Opposite Jose Fernandez, green lights yeah. for both of them. Uh, yeah. I don't like paying pay, uh, ace prices to get the Giants because they don't strike out enough. But Fernandez should be fine. Um, I, I would, yeah, I would think so. Yes. Are you thinking about the whale in Milwaukee? Speaking of opposite teams that strike out a ton, are you thinking about it? It's actually pretty good. It's about as good of a matchup as, as he can get. I think. If you're just looking for cheap upside, you know, because. Because if you go with Rob Whalen, you understand he might pitch three innings and allow five runs and get you nothing. But what you uh, want... he won his last start, Dylan. He did win his last start. Won five innings, four runs. Uh, it... If you want to take him, you're doing because it it's cheap, and he might, you know, he might get something out of it. And the point is, when he faces the Brewers, there's a ceiling. 
uh, it could be it could be more points. So I, I'm into it. Um, I like the flip side more though. Of course, Zach Davies getting Atlanta totally an option. Oh sure. Yeah. Um, Michael Fulmer is another one of the aces of the day. To be honest, going to Seattle. Yeah, agreed. Are you can consider Hisashi Iwakuma against Detroit? Probably not. No. Okay, I think it'd be okay, but not a ton of faith. How about Cole Hamels or Tyler Anderson? Are those is Coors just a stay away? I kind of prefer Anderson. Yeah, I, for me, Hamels is just too homer prone. Yeah, I mean he's good. It's not going to shock me if he has a good game there, but I'm kind of scared to pay the price for him because there's a lot of downside. So, and then, I mean, do you like Kevin Gosman going to Oakland? A bit, yeah, actually, I do. I could see it being okay. There's, there's righties in that lineup, but they tend to prefer lefties. Um, and then, I mean, if Julio Urias starts for the Dodgers, do you like him against the Phillies? I kind of do. Yes. Yeah, I like that too. So there's a lot of like. Guys that I kind of like, but none that I'm real excited about. The safe one for me is Zach Davies, maybe picking on uh, picking I, on. I the... think if you're not going to go 100% safe, Zach Davies and Michael Waka make a lot of sense because you probably win hunting there. Yeah, I could see that from Waka, mostly. Not not from faith from him, just because the Cardinals can beat up on Cody Reed, I would think. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. If, if you're looking at 100% pure upside, I think Whale and Urias would be a really bold pick. Yeah, I think, yeah, if you're playing GPP and just looking for something crazy, uh, yeah. there could be strikeouts from both of them. I, I think that could go places. Um, yeah, anybody else on the board interesting to you? You don't want R.A. Dickey, right? Not really, no. I mean... It, Not much upside it, there, either. There really isn't. I mean, it, it's a, you're purely win-hunting, hoping that Jake Odorizzi gets blown up. And he might not. He's been good. Might, so. Entirely possible that he might not. So Yeah. All right. Um, so there's some options. there. we got to pick a Field of Streams pick. Dickey is eligible. Uh, Davies and the Whale are both eligible. Uh, Tyler Anderson and Kevin Gosman also up. I, I got to go with the safe guy. I think it's Zach Davies there. Yeah, I got to go. I got to agree with you. It's Zach Davies. Yeah, it's boring that that's the. Right. I mean, there's other guys that are interesting, but in this contest, we got to kind of protect our ratios. So I think going, so. Yeah, going with the safe one. All right, Matt, you got anything else before we get out of here? No, I think we, we, we covered we covered all the bases I needed to cover. I have a non-baseball related thing. I'm saving Ooh. for the end of the show for you. This is for you, Matt. Okay. I did, have decided. What's that? Did we get hats? No, we didn't get hats. We got to get some Fangraphs hats. Fangraphs got some new stuff in the store, yep. and Matt and I have our eyes on it for sure. Yeah, some new, new swag, and I'm, I'm I I I think given the fact that we do we do a podcast, we should, we should be getting. Some swag. I'm looking into it, trying to pull the strings, but that you was, should check it out. You, you you pull that off. I'll I'll see what I can do, but I I don't. It's not what I have for you now. What I have for you now oh, is. I, I'm not I'm not sure what I would what I would do, but there would there would be some kind of reward coming your way for that. Perfect. Uh, I'll see what I can do. My my gift for you today is that in my oh. infinite wisdom and self loathing, I have decided to watch the Fast and the Furious series from the beginning. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Aren't you a fan? I I am a huge yes. Yes, I remember you being a fan. You you were not excited that I watched Twin Peaks, but I'm now gonna watch. I'm I'm watching all. So I saw the first Fast and the Furious in like middle school when it came out. I was like 12, and I remember it being dumb then. And I have not seen any of them since. And everybody talks about the Renaissance and how good it's gotten in the last couple films. And so. I, I, it's got well, quote unquote good. Depends on on on, the, on how you're meaning good. I mean, 
good meeting like ridiculous action movies that have strayed so far from the premise that's kind of forgotten what the premise was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, are you like a purist and you prefer the original premise and stick into the story? I, you know what, I, I, I can't complain. Have you seen way. all of them? Oh God, yes. Okay, so I, I am, I will keep you updated. But this is my new thing I'm taking on is is watching all the Fast and the Furious movies. So you're probably going to get frustrated after after you have to watch Too Fast, Too Furious, and Tokyo Drift back to back. Yeah, two and three are supposed to be real bad, right? Two is probably the weakest. Yeah. Um, I would say, and three, three isn't far behind. Although three gets a lot of hate just because it 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 didn't feature either of them. In, right. In, in in like in in you know in a starring role. Right. It's a little out there from the rest. It, but and then five is where it just gets awesome, right? It picks back. Yeah, four it picks back up again. It's like okay, this is what we're supposed to be. Yeah. And yeah, five, six, and seven are have just are. are Fantastic. I considered just starting at five, but I'm like, nope, gonna gonna go all the way through. I'm gonna be a completionist. Honestly, I I I don't know if you can do that. I think you probably you know, oh man, I I think if you were gonna do that, you'd pick up at, at, at four as, okay. as one. Well, I starting at one, so here here I am, and I'll keep you updated on starting you, at you one. Like buy like the box set, or or how are you watching it? I'm I'm acquired viewing them. I'm, I did not purchase a box set of them. No, I did not. Uh, I'm most. I'm already most of the way today through the first one, and it's already just reminded me of so many hilarious quotes and memes and references to the first one. It's did, good. Did I, did I ever tell you my, my my agent story? Your what? My agent story. Your agent story. No, you didn't. But maybe fifteen years ago, I, I was. Uh, I, I did a semester in Los Angeles program through my university. Mm-hmm for screenwriting in particular. And while I was out, you know, the, the purpose, it was six weeks of class followed by an internship for, you know, as long as, you know, you could afford to stay out there. Mm-hmm. And I did the class, and during it, I, I the screenplay I wrote was a parody of the Fast and the Furious, you know, he kept me out of handcuffs kind of dialogue. Oh, boy. And I, I, I wanted to go through, the, like, the entire process of, like, actually, like, trying to become, like, a paid screenwriter. So I, I sent out about 100 letters about it. I got, I think, 15, 17 responses, something like that, people willing to read it. Uh, and based off of that, I got one meeting, mm-hmm. and I wound up signing with an agent. That's exciting. I did not know Have about you, that. Have you heard the story? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so, no. You literally uh, signed with an agent as a screenwriter? Yeah, he um, well, he, he agreed to represent me. I don't know, you know, I didn't get any money for it, because we sure. were trying to sell it. But, no, he... Um, he was one of the guys who was like helping Terry Crews get get his his, his career uh, going. Career going, yeah. That's awesome. Because I love Terry Crews. Yeah, he he wanted Terry to play the bad guy in this 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 action parody comedy of that Fast and Furious. Pretty good. That would have been. I would have watched that. I would watch Terry Crews do most. I would have watched. You know, I'm. You know, I at the time I like I knew nothing about Terry Crews. I didn't know who he was. Nobody did. Yeah. No, but. Uh, I would I would have watched that. Yeah, no problem. So, uh, it turns out not the best agent in the world. Um, you know, I, I wound up running out of money and having to come back to Chicago and you know, sure. kind of touch. And that's a you know, it's a typical LA story. I feel like. You know, I, I had one more semester I had to finish anyway, so it's not like you know I was you know like like you know completely destitute after after meeting this guy. But he, sure. he just he, it just wasn't handled as well as I thought it could be. I felt he could have been a bit more aggressive and. Sure. That makes sense. Then again, you know, I'm like a twenty. Who, who, you know, I was a you know twenty year old kid who 
knew, you know, the only thing I knew was writing, and I mean, yeah. how, who, who am I to tell him how to, you know, re- represent a screenplay? You know, mm-hmm. it'd, be, it'd be like, you know, like, you know, my mom coming in trying to fill a DFS line up. That's funny. That's a good, that's a good LA story. I like that. Well, that should about do it for us for Monday. Now, for the coming week or however long it takes, the end of the show will feature my reviews of Fast and the Furious movies. Apparently, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, you know, Matt is on Twitter. Like, like off- Dylan, like, this might be a, a better off-year conversation. But if we wanted to do like a movie of the week, like oh boy. off-season fan graphs review, I would be all for it. Movie review podcast is what, how we keep ourselves warm during hot stove as we watch bad movies. Like for not graphs, I have a feeling. Oh boy, you bet. Um, we'll, we'll look into that. We'll look into off-season assignments and projects. Uh, all right, that that should do it for us. Matt is on Twitter at matt d underscore dfs. I am on Twitter at higgins fos. And uh, yeah, I'd like to hear from you about baseball in Los Angeles and the Fast and the Furious movies. Apparently, so uh, yeah, that'll do it for us. Uh, good luck with your picks, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Enjoy your movies, Dylan. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.